Hi, welcome to Ha'igeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Meir, and for a refuish lema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. So, like I've mentioned before, I teach a fourth grade religious school class for a Reformed temple on the Upper West Side of New York. And since I started, I've realized that I view all of Jewish life through the lens of how can I make my fourth graders care about this? I feel an absolutely desperate desire to make the students in my class feel any sort of strong feelings about their Judaism. But before I started this, when I was experiencing Jewish holidays, I just needed to make sure that I connected to it. So now I'm on a completely different level. I also now understand that this is how any educator feels about their students, thinking, how do I transmit this effectively? This idea connects to both this week's Parsha, Zav, and Pesach, Passover, that starts this coming Saturday. So in this week's Parsha, Tzav, is where we learn more about the korbanot, the sacrifices that we did in the Mishkan in the desert, as well as in the Beit HaMikdash, the holy temple in Jerusalem. Something that's mentioned earlier in the Parsha is the command that the fire on the altar for burning sacrifices should be kept burning always, as an ish tamid, an eternal fire. Not to be confused, of course, with the ner tamid, the eternal light, which is the light that is to be kept burning in front of the Aron HaKodesh, the holy ark in the Beit HaMikdash, the holy temple, and still is in a lot of congregations today. The fact that there are two different eternal flames that must be differentiated emphasizes the point that I'm trying to make. Why can't we as Jews stop talking about continuity? Something I listened to a lot in the beginning of writing my weekly emails and podcasts was a podcast produced by Tablet Magazine called Parsha in Progress. It ran until this past year, every other week, hosted by a secular Jewish writer named Abigail Progrebin and the president of the Open Orthodox Yeshiva, Yeshiva Echolovei Torah, Rabbi Dov Linzer. The whole premise is, quote, two different Jews talking about the same Torah, which is truly just an excellent, excellent premise. The Parsha in Progress episode about this week's Parsha, Zav, from last year, 2020-57-80, focuses on the idea of the Eish Tamid in the context of sacrifices. Abigail mentions that the message she takes from the Eish Tamid is that Jewish continuity is a huge deal, that our existence, like the Eish Tamid, is something that should be cared for and kept alight. While he agrees that the sentiment is important, Rabbi Linzer doesn't agree that it should be so central. He explains that continuity, for continuity's sake, doesn't do anything for him. Continuity, because Judaism is a beautiful, meaning way to live your life, is something else. The message of their short conversation is, continuity for continuity's sake is not enough. So Pesach, Passover, begins this coming Saturday night. Pesach is where we celebrate our exodus from Egypt, our Yitziat Mitzrayim, after over 200 years of slavery. The central events in our modern-day Pesach are the two seders, the ordered meals that take place on the first two nights of the holiday, or only one seder on one night if you live in Israel. In the book of Shemot of Exodus, when we are given the commandment to celebrate Pesach, we are told this, And you shall explain to your child on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I went free from Egypt. He gadta levincha beyom hahulo mer. This is the whole reason that we have the Seder, to fulfill the commandment of telling the story to our children. And you can infer why here. Children are the future. Children must be taught the story because they are the ones that will carry it onward. So much of the Seder, then, when we think about it, is in this lens, catered towards children. 
Children traditionally sing the four questions, Manishana, asking why we're doing the distinct things that we do on Seder night. We eat symbolic foods, we tell stories, we sing songs, we play hide-and-go-seek with a piece of matzah. And some families even have games, skits, or other activities during. So back to that hide-and-seek with matzah, I'm referring to the afikomen, the half-piece of matzah used as a substitute for the Pesach sacrifice. People do a lot of different things with the afikomen, hiding it for a prize or others, but the main purpose of them all is to keep the kids awake and into the Seder until the end. But keeping the kids engaged just to keep the kids engaged is the same thing as continuity for continuity. But keeping the kids engaged because they're interested and understand what's going on is really hard. You must know something so deeply to be able to transmit it to others. And it's pretty difficult to know something pretty deeply. And to transmit something to others in a way that keeps them engaged, that is, that is nearly impossible. So continuity is important and telling the story is important, but it's not enough. We have to know why and we have to communicate to our children why. To perpetuate, rather, this idea of investigating our beliefs. Not just grabbing the same Haggadah and doing the same things we do, quote, because we do it every year. It's very easy to do things because that's what our parents did and that's what we will do. And there's definitely nothing wrong with doing that. It's just not the most inspiring reason in the world. I really love pop music. Honestly, I love all music, but there's a reason that popular music is popular. I love a good hook. I love a hummable bridge. But what I love most are good lyrics. We ignore good lyrics all the time. People love to make fun of modern lyrics, but if you listen closely to certain songs, the sentiments are strong. They are common song tropes because they refer to universal life experiences. If we were to investigate our Jewish practices in the same way that we investigate the top 40, we'd be pretty well off. So this Pesach, I will be trying to investigate my own beliefs and traditions. I'm going to try to read my Haggadah closely, download all the Pesach readers, all the anthologies of Pesach teachings and musings that I'm getting forwarded in WhatsApp chats, and I'm going to try and find some new Pesach ideas to share. I'm wishing you a beautiful Pesach and a Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much for listening.